Welcome to another episode of Knights at the Brown Table, a podcast of three Pacific Islanders sharing our views and the lens through which we see the world. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. To the vast intellect space of the interwebs and the songstress, teamstress, mistress, and mattress of this generation, who is also sometimes claims some uh, German and Chinese heritage and is also a photographer and speaks Japanese and Korean and is now a dancing queen of this entire hemisphere. Lamar, <laughs> hi. <laughs> I love that. It just keeps getting longer and longer. Why you the know, hemisphere, not the world? Well, you know, you've got to start small and humble because I'm a very Southern humble person. Wow. Um, so I decided just to take on the hemisphere so far. Mm-hmm. Paris is already um, taking over the world at the moment. So I'm just letting sis like... Do your thing. Thing. for a little longer yeah. your thing. until you come up. Yeah. Awesome. That's right. And that's that. That's that <laughs> on there. That's on period. <laughs> this week's episode, we are talking about call out culture. Call out culture, as defined in Cambridge Dictionary, is a way of behaving in a society or group in which people are often criticized in public, for example, on social media, for their words or actions or asked to explain them. What are your initial thoughts? Go. I don't know how I feel about call-out culture. I thought it was cancel culture, and then I looked as to what cancel culture means, and they said cancel culture are usually people who have some kind of power or who are famous or who have like good standing in the community, like, for example, if they're, politic, uh, if they're mm. a politician or whatnot. And so then they said that the difference with call-out culture is when people take on the responsibility of, oh, I'm going to call you out. So it could be anyone. So for me, I don't know. Because I'm very for... The whole thing of holding people accountable, mm. but at the same time, have we given them space to be able to plead their case or have we given them space to be able to learn and grow as well? So I don't know how I feel about it. How does one actually identify mm. when someone needs to be caught out? So like, when are you, because I'm trying to think of being the person who is thinking, okay, I'm going to call someone out. Like, what are the actions I t- what are the actions that I would take personally to the point where I'm like, okay, this person needs to be called out. I'm, now I'm going to go on my Twitters, my <laughs> Instagrams, and now I'm going to unleash. Because I think call-out culture is different to like when you're in a group of friends. Am I wrong? Like when, when you're with friends and you do the whole thing of, oh, but I'm going to call it out, and then you'll talk to them if something doesn't sit right. But in reference to call-out culture, I think it's when they're saying when you put it up on social media. So, for example, like that kid a few weeks ago where people said that had accused him of being a sexual predator and had accused him of sexual assault. Mm. And then someone had put up his name, his birth date, like so his full name. A picture of him too. A picture of him. Oh, I know what you're Yeah, and so for me, and then there were people who had come forward saying, oh, he's this, this, and this. And for me, I was like, that's a prime example of call-out culture where they've, Mm. it's like we've become vigilantes or social Mm. media vigilantes. At the same time, I was just like, is this a good thing? Because then other girls who may have been victims, they could feel empowered to be like, okay, I'm going to come forward. He's, I'm not the only one. What he's done is wrong. Because there are clear benefits to it mm. with what you're saying, as in things that were that are done in the dark or in secret can mm-hmm. now come, come to, to light. light. But is call-out culture a mob mentality? Or is it a long overdue way of speaking truth to power? Mm. Is What's the balance for yeah. it? And I, my thoughts on it... It, I'm, I'm with you in regards to being somewhat in the middle because there's good and there's bad. Individuals who may have felt alone or that may have fallen victim to something that they 
were completely unaware that it happened to other people, mm -hmm. they can now relate and they can come forward and, and things can be resolved. At the same time, it's hard, it, it's hard to stop uh, an avalanche when it's already going. With, like with that fella, that, the, the, guy, the kid that you're talking about, mm -hmm. who was called out for being a sexual predator, I don't, I don't know if it's ever coming back because that was shared like crazy. Yeah. And was that verified? Because my thing is, yeah. to the extent of how much are we going to have this mob mentality to the point where it's like, oh, he's actually not the person. Mm. Like, how do we know? How do we verify the facts and what's being said? Because we there have been instances in the media where sometimes someone has been called out and then it's the wrong person. Yeah. Or someone's been doxxed, and then it's the wrong person. But it's too late by then because everybody's already has this picture to this action, mm. and now they're like caught out. Yeah. Like it, it, it reminds me of like you know how a few episodes when we were talking about the lady in Central Park, and lucky that guy was able to video record mm. it, but him posting it up, she was caught out for her being racist for her racist behavior. At the time, she didn't think that it was. And then I remember later on, people were saying that she was saying, oh, I'm a Democrat, I'm, I'm a Democrat and whatnot. And so for me, it's the whole thing of there's the benefit of people yeah. are held accountable. But then there's the con of, for example, like you were just saying, like, has it been verified? Like, is this person uh, like an actual, is what, like, are they guilty of what they're being accused of? Mm. And I don't know. Well, the, I don't think it is. Often the... When it is with call out culture online, it's you're guilty until you're proven, proven. innocent, yeah. rather than innocent until, until proven, proven guilty. guilty. And though sometimes the the process of being innocent first until proven guilty is frustrating mm. and sometimes seems unfair, because yeah. people who are often guilty have been let off, mm. whether it's in actual courts of law or whether yeah. it's in uh, social settings uh, or with their careers, but. Both come with a sacrifice, whether it's people in, guilty people getting away with it or on the opposite side, what Lamar had brought up, innocent people mm. being charged as guilty when they're not. Both are flawed because humans are flawed. With that saying that you're guilty until proven innocent, then it's if you're proven innocent, then and you've lost everything. Yeah. Like that. It's like it's too late. It's, it's too, too late. late. Like when it comes to certain things, where, like for example, sexual assault. That's so That's, serious. Yeah. And I think for so long, a lot of the time, victims are the ones that are held guilty mm. until it's proven that whatever happened to them happened. And I think like right now, hence why the whole question of is it mob mentality or is it a long overdue way of speaking truth to power where for so long, a lot of victims have felt powerless. Hence why they're just like, oh, finally, we're going to fight back and you know, we're going to post it up or whatever. With with the guy that was put up on Instagram, later people were messaging the person that had put it up. And so different girls had said, this is a screenshot, this is him sexually harassing mm. me. Other girls had just then gone on to confess about their own personal experiences with sexual assault. And for me, I was just like, oh, I could just see how a lot of, it triggered a lot of different things as well. Yeah. And so when it comes to call-out culture, I think... Like, especially when we're putting up things of, oh, this person is a predator and whatnot, there should always be trigger warnings as well. Um, but I just, I'm all for having people, holding people accountable. I just, the whole thing of... Where where does it cross the line? Yeah. 
And I'm the same too. You best believe I'm always about holding people accountable. <laughs> Call it I've out. I've saying that since day one, school. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, that's the frustration I have too. It's like, yes, we should hold people accountable. But where is that line that's drawn where it's too late or where it's it's not, where it does more damage than good? Mm. So it might come down intent. to intent. Mm. Like what you had shared Something that is written here is those who are in support of call-out culture see it as a form of social activism in the sense that the person calling out someone is ultimately trying to either stop the behavior they deem to be negative or prevent it from happening again. Hmm. That If that's the intent, that is awesome. I don't know if it always stays that way, mm-hmm. especially with a mob mentality if everybody's jumping in. Yeah. Sometimes when those street fights emerge from um, that emerge online of like kids in the schoolyard yeah. and they're just like, oh, everybody's a dog shot, everybody's a dog shot. And I was like, but if we switch that to a metaphor online, a lot of us dog shot people online hmm. if we're, if we're going to flip it to that mentality. Yeah. So I think with intent, there's those that really just wanted to, that want it to stop. And that's cool. Like we look at situations like with Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. but then... I'm not saying there's redemption for that dude. <laughs> I'm not advocating <laughs> for him. Let's make that clear. But the intent of the people needs to be... Yeah. It, I think it, that's where the line is, is what is the intent of the person? If you just mm. want to see them suffer, mm. I was like, in some situations, maybe that might be applicable. Like with that dude sexually harassing people, yeah. it's not, again, it's not up to me to speak whether that person can find redemption that's between him, God, and his the people he preyed upon but in a general sense the intent is is important Mm. as to what you're why are you doing this what are you doing it for So I have this because I feel like a lot of the examples that we're talking about are very extreme circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of like lesser yeah, like extreme circumstances that are where people have been caught out yeah because then i think the context of the conversation kind of changes in that yeah, way it does one i can think of and this is something that's in my world of photography was there was especially with the whole black life movements um the uh, black lives matters and whatnot that was going on there was a photographer who caught out a bunch of photographers saying stuff uh, saying things like oh where's the diversity in your feed like what are you doing where are you donating your time like where where's your action like advocate 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 so sister was calling all these people out not knowing that these people were doing their own their own things behind the scenes, yeah, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. and it got to the point where sis deleted her instagram profile <laughs> which one the one that was the one that made out. the post because then people um retaliated at her saying like why are you trying to tone pol- um, police other people? Like, you do not know who these people are personally. Are you checking up what they're doing? Have you asked them? Have you DM'd them? What what to- um, what course of action are you taking? Aside from you just wanting to call people out that are just popular on the internet. I mean, I guess it kind of benefited in, in the, the long end because just deleted her Instagram. She got cancelled. People called her out instead. But that's what I mean. I'm like, because when I saw that, I was like, but who are you like who are you to call someone out but i I think i think that's the thing was in her effort to call out others she didn't take into account yeah like everyone else and what they were actually doing it's just that not everyone is public about stuff 
Which goes to your what your point you said. Yeah. What was her intent? You was her intent to like mm-hmm. try and shame popular photographers, or was okay, it well. to like actually <laughs> like was it performative activism? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, sis, you did the most, and now you're gone. Yeah. And that's that on that. <laughs> and if you go into any comment section of on YouTube or anything, there's some weird people out there. Mm. Like not weird people, but as in pe- the intention of people, they they there's. It varies as much as there are people, as in what the purpose for why people comment on stuff. Like, but I was watching like fan videos of TV shows that I like, and so which is so lame. I know such a lame thing to do. Didn't you create one for Lost? No, Lost with the Roswell thing. (laughs) Shout out to anybody who watches TV in the early two thousand. But um, I was watching fan videos, but then there's a lot of a lot of the times every every video fan video I watch, it'll always be a sub story like. Oh, this reminds me of my wife. She died of cancer <laughs> last year, and it's and they go into their whole life story. I was like, "What is going on?" Hmm. You know, and so it, I'm not saying I'm not saying that person had malicious intent or that they were trying to seek attention. I'm saying people are people, and it's weird out there. <laughs> it's weird out there, y'all. So stay Bro, safe. People think it's weird. Like in reality, it is much more weirder on the yes. interwebs. <laughs> but that's why I'm from the the inter um the interwebs. <laughs> The intergalactic space of the interwebs. That's me. For this hemisphere. Oh, what about the... Uh, <laughs> what about the siren composer? the siren composer? Josh 685. People were calling him out on how he replied to someone's DM. And I was like, he's a kid. So that's how he responded. He's only 16, 17 years old. Oh, well. Yeah, but it, that does add to the argument of call-out culture being a mob mentality yeah. and it comes to the intent especially these people calling him trying to call him out it's like what are you expecting him to do say sorry to you but what how i understand and how i interpreted the situation was was that when it came to asking jason derulo to credit the song yeah there were so many people behind him and they were all like jason derulo credit no, jason derulo credit jason derulo credit and then when it came to an instance of a post or like a DM where somebody wants to ask where he gets his particular sirens sound from. I think that's like what the argument was. Something. Like to be honest, I understand the the situation being in a place where people are constantly asking you for something, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like the like he that's probably one out of like five hundred thousand maybe messages that he gets, which that other people don't see, mm-hmm. and you just got you got him at a bad day. Yeah. But then that went viral. Yeah. Well, not, I wouldn't oh, say it went viral, viral, but it went yeah, across the interwebs mm-hmm. and man's apologized. Oh, did he apologize? Did he yeah. say sorry? Yeah. Oh. But for me, I, was just I didn't like, even think he needed to say sorry. No, I didn't think so either. Like, I get that people could have interpreted it as mm. rude, but I mean, you can't you can't hear tone. Like, don't know where he was. Like you were saying, could have had a bad day, or whatever. Mm. And he didn't swear at the person. All he said was. Like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to help or something. And he said, I don't think you have the passion for the work. Which is, you know that's, what, if that's, that's very disheartening to you. Yeah, no, that is none of this. Yeah. That's true, that's true. Like, if you're somebody that's trying to if make If I, songs, like, if I rooted for you and I campaigned yeah. against you, you know, get, get your, for you to get credit and then you. But at the same time, if I was that person receiving that message, do better than him. Yeah. Like, hone your craft, do better, thrive, and then show him, like, prove them wrong. <laughs> And then if you don't, it means he's right. And <laughs> no, you don't, have, <laughs> and you don't that, have the passion for the you work. you should just keep your day job. Like, I think yeah. that's what it means. Not at all. <laughs> if you don't, then sometimes the universe just doesn't work the way you want it to work. <laughs> 
You are meant for other things. So Loretta Ross, who's a human rights activist, um, she wrote, call-out culture is performance activism, not real activism. So sometimes people, they want to appear like they're woke or that they're for the cause and they post all these things, but what are you actually doing? Henceforth, Hence the my photographer, oh, not yeah. my, my friend, but photographer <laughs> lady on the interwebs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are, people, are you actually putting in the work? Are you helping mm. to spread awareness within your own circles, your own community? Like, what, what are you actually doing on the ground? Um, and there's an awesome IG page for anyone else there who wants to follow called She Is Not Your Rehab. And he had written, love calls people forward instead of calling people out. And so the example that he used was, I'll read the disclaimer. Because he, he works with incarcerated men and his whole thing is about leaning in and giving people um, the space to be able to redeem themselves or to mm. find redemption, to change and, and whatnot. And so his disclaimer is, in this context, I'm, not to- I'm talking about a way I work with men to encourage potentially a different way of society or agencies engaging with these types of men. I'm not writing this to encourage anyone to stay in an intimate relationship with someone harming them. As a child survivor of domestic violence, I hoped and wished for many years that my mother would leave my father. But I still wished and hoped that while my father was incarcerated, he could have received the help and healing we as a family needed. This would have required a huge shift in the way agencies and society engaged with him. Back then, it was sadly not a reality, but now I am committed to the type of work I do with men to call them forward versus calling them out. It's a radical shift. That resonated Mm. with me. Like looking into my own family dynamics and how... I felt the exact same way for such a long time. I wish that my dad had gotten help for mm. a lot of um, the domestic violence that was going on going on in our home. But at the same time, wanting my mom to leave the situation. So the whole thing that I love that resonated with her, with me was calling people forward versus calling them out. So calling people to change, but that involves relationship yeah that involves mm-hmm. you allowing them space yeah allowing them space yep. but sometimes when you're in such a hurt place mm. when you're you know the whole thing victim versus survivor your survivor is still meaning that you went through a whole bunch of shiz in order to survive so the whole thing of when you're in a hurt place the only thing you want to do is you want it to stop you want to call the person out you want them to be held accountable but i love that he humanizes people which is the whole thing of seeing a perpetrator, seeing um, someone who is harming others, seeing them as a human and like holding them accountable, of course, yeah. but giving them space to change. And I think that's, that was the, the whole difference, which is a radical shift. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of that humanizing? That's hard it's as very hell hard. to do. But if I think about um, my foundation when it comes to my testimony, like my testimony is built on the acts of kindness from Jesus Christ. And I think about how he didn't care for status mm-hmm. or any sort of social bearings when it came to people. He loved the people that nobody wanted to, to associate themselves with. And I feel like as hard as it is, mm. that example for me really shines out the most when it comes to my testimony. So I can I I can try my best and I'm willing to try to implement that. But at the same time it's 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 very hard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about humanizing somebody who is still unwilling to change? They remain in that state. 
because we're talking about human people like he he talked about calling people forward to change i was like that that expresses somewhat of a willingness of that person to change Mm. what about humanizing them even when they haven't changed so when we say they haven't changed like how do we know have they verbalized that they? yeah i mean like yeah let's just say take that in that scenario as in they're still like abusive or they're still racist racist Mm. whatever it is they're still doing those things Mm. how do you feel about humanizing that person like you can still humanize somebody but at the same time like there are consequences to your actions at the end of the day yeah so no matter what you do and if you don't want to change just know that there are going to be consequences that will follow after mm. not there has to be yeah conse- there has to be some kind of healing like healing yeah. has to be had for the for the person that has been assaulted as well as for, the yeah, person who has definitely. committed the assault because a lot of the time people who commit assaults there is a lot of things that have gone on with them. So, for example, a lot of rapists as well were either sexually abused as children mm. and hence why, or whatever time in life, they were sexually abused as children or, or as adults, hence why they recommit those offences and other people are harmed as well. The whole thing of you have to be held accountable, so justice has to be done, but at the same time, mercy still has to be given mm. where, like, for them to, to change. But it's so hard. It's hard. Because I think about it in situations where there is domestic violence, yeah. I get what you mean. There needs to yeah. be healing on both part from mm-hmm. both parties. That's definitely true. But in a situation where it's just a difference of opinion in regards to something like racism, though racism does manifest itself in very physically harmful ways, yeah. in the situation where a person just doesn't change, are you able to humanize a racist person but for holding those views? Of course, I feel like you can. You can. You need to like. What does that at look the, like? At the end of the day, people are going to have their own opinions. Mm. Just because, and like we were talking about earlier before, just because you have a separate opinion doesn't mean you're any less than a human than yeah, yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. There's just differences of opinions. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a that's a hard place. That's between a rock and a hard place mm. when you're in that sort of situation trying to humanize I think, somebody. I think sometimes when we humanize people, like. Not everyone is totally evil and not everyone mm. is totally good. Yeah. A lot of us have, when it comes to normal people, they have a balance of both. Mm. Um, but when it comes to people where, like, you know, for example, there are certain people that we hold up in history that we say, oh, they are pure evil. In some cases, they were loved by someone because they did have some kind of good in them. Mm. It's just that those evil acts, they will always be defined as that or it kind of like outweighed sometimes yeah. the good that they they did do yeah in my mind when it comes to like domestic physical abuse sexual abuse any of those kind of um, types of abuse is just a very tough thing to kind of navigate especially if the person is still physically violent if they're still sexually assaulting i'm just like oh contact the authorities yeah um, humanize them in the sense that they can receive help, that they can change, mm. but that does not mean that you have yeah. to stay in relationship with them. Definitely, yeah, I do advise get out or talk to a professional about something that you can do to be able to receive help. But humanizing them in that sense of, oh, you get help, but I'm not going to be your rehab. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be the one to change you. Go get help from a professional. Any other thoughts? I was just gonna say, like what you were saying, like, people are just a product of their environments. Mm. Not everyone's going to agree with you. Yeah. I, I feel like I, growing up, it was very prevalent in my upbringing as a gay person. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody agreed when I came out. But at the same time, it doesn't mean just because they didn't agree that I 
dehumanize them in any sense. Yeah. This is a difference of opinion. They grew up with their own upbringing, their own environment. And I understand that. Like, I'm not going to treat them any less. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it is what it is. At the end of the day, sometimes people aren't willing to change. And they're not willing to change. That's okay. Because I have my family. I have my own people that I rely on. Like, you don't have to constantly see that person mm. or people. So, yeah. All right, so the game is, um, these are today's hot hits. Um, You can go to your Spotify, Hot Hits of Australia. And so what will happen is I will play the song. If you can guess the title and the artist, extra points, you get two points. If you can only guess the title, one point. If you can only guess the artist, one point. I'm going to fail. I do not know anything about today's music. No. Unless it's from TikTok. Guys, don't underestimate yourself. At least from TikTok. I think a lot of the hot hits are because of TikTok. So a lot of them become popular because people, you know, want to do the trend and do I got the, the first song. Okay. was going to be the first song. Change the plan. <laughs> Change the plan. Okay, are you ready? What's, uh, so what do we have to do? The same as last week? Are we doing t- um, our sounds or? Yes. So, Sefa, you will do the horse. Can you do practice? <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> Sounds like the horse has hay fever. And Shalama, you will do your jungle kitty. Which has changed now. Oh. She has evolved like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear the sound. So she gone from like... Now she's like... Yes. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. That's A-O. It's <laughs> kind of like R-A-T. So what? Be- I was like, yeah. Oh, like, do, do it one more time. Okay, so okay, I can do. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, go. The first song is. Shalama. Um, is it Doja Cat? No. <laughs> Sefa? Can you keep playing the song? Okay. <laughs> that voice is iconic. Come on. Sefa? Alicia Cara? No! Oh, I don't know. Um, Listen to the voice. You should know this voice. I don't know. I don't know who this is. Who this is. Um, Do we guess? She's Aussie. Oh, I know. Who? Um, Samantha Jade. Oh, I know. Delta Good Drum. <laughs> no, she's Aussie. It, you know what? I'm getting eco for some reason. Oh, just come out with it. This is making me angry. Wait. Australian? Is yeah, Samantha Jade's Australian. Samantha Jade is not even known within all of Australia. Who? Just come, this just is come not just come out boy. Who else is there? Wait, wait, hang on. This, okay, Holly this, Valance. This person is known globally. <laughs> this person Kylie is known Minogue. globally. Oh, I know, I know. Turns and I. <laughs> One more. Billy. I don't know. No? I'm sorry. Wait, can you put another clue? Give, can we give us clues? What's another clue? Um, 
She's, I was going to say, she's what? <laughs> is she white? She, yeah, she's white? That cut right. No, she's not. <laughs> she has like literal hits, with, like globally, billboard Australian, hits. Australian? Iggy Azalea? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Was she on The Voice or X Factor or she, something? She was like one of, she wasn't one of the main judges on The Voice, but I think Is it she, Missy Higgins? No, that's not Missy. I know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The Veronica's. No. <laughs> Um, Wait, can we can we listen? I, I've that played it like yeah. four times. Yeah, Since we're gonna get happen. copyright. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Her name is Sia. Oh, oh Sia! Oh. <laughs> Shut up, Sia, <laughs> Sia. Okay, he's ready for the oh, next one. Oh, that's very. Oh, no, that's it's a good been, song. No. Eh? That's a good song. Wow, this is very explicit. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, I. No. I oh, wait, he didn't make the noise. I did. Stefan made the noise. Um, Doja Cat. No, shut up now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I forgot the voice by the time it came around. Is it um, Cardi B? Cardi B? Yes, Cardi B, Meg oh, no. Stallion, Wop. Awesome. No, no, so it's just one point or two points because he knew the artist and the singer. Okay. I won. <laughs> Next one. Are you ready? Can we at least know the artist? Do songs that we at least will know the artist. You should know this artist. Oh! Sefa, you did the noise. Megan Trainor? No, shut up now. Oh. I've always been the one to say love. <laughs> no, no, I know. Jungle Kitty. I'm Dua Lipa. Yeah, it's very good. Do you know the song? Don't start now. No, but you got the singer. <laughs> Dua Lipa. Very good. Wait, 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 wait. Is it, um... Oh. Is it... I was always wondering why. Oh, that's, that's wrong. Um, so, no. One Next. more chance. Please. <laughs> please, buddy, please. You've got the artist. You've got the artist. Okay. I wonder Next if song. this is as painful to play as it is to listen to. <laughs> For real. No, you, I can't believe you guys couldn't get to see her. <laughs> oh, I heard Sifa. Uh, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Uh, rain on me. Very good. Yes. Yes. So Claps for doing the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> three to hey. two. Three to two. Why three? Oh yeah, he got three. He yeah. at least got the artist. <laughs> the song's called Rover. Mm-hmm. It's by Simba, but spelled with a one. Very good. So now it's four three. Whoa. Yeah. Is this the decider? Coming up on the world. This is the decider. Last one. <laughs> Shalama That's Doja Cat <laughs> What's the name of the song? That is um, I'm a bitch I'm a, I'm a boss bitch Very good <laughs> So at the end Lamar won five Set for four Boo. Very good Super close Can I say for some reason I'm still annoyed you guys Did I guess Look, I you know what? Know what? I was just like, oh my, she's iconic. Aussie. I understand that, but when it comes to a successful Australian artist, there's so many. There is the one, CL. <laughs> <laughs> and we still don't get it. <laughs> and sorry, sorry, Kylie Minogue as well. I had to put Kylie no, you could have said, like, bit of clues. Yeah. Like, what wig. Mean, clues? I'm like, listen to the effing voice. Wig. Listen pay. to the voice. Oh my god. Chandelier. <laughs> Chandelier. That oh, is not I don't subtle know. at all. You could, have said, you could have said she performs live backwards. <laughs> <laughs> She's not known for her face. 
See, I would have gotten that right away, yeah, but, but your that's, clues. Yeah, but that's too many clues. Your clues were subpar. I would have known from the voice. <laughs> <laughs> and on next week's episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. I am everybody's <laughs> favorite songstress, seamstress, mistress, and mattress of this generation. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar. Now Jungle Kitty has a hairball. Like, now Jungle Kitty has Corona. Has, that's what has conjunctivitis. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jungle Kitty. Ooh, la, 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 la. Say born, say born. Don't you go to Latin line. You can take my snatch, drag it up, pull it up, bring it more. Take it to the ball. I'm Jungle.